think editorializing on interesting facts is sort of like the gist of it. What does factual even mean anyway? I mean, it certainly means different things to different people. I did it. I hit record. And me. Go. Um, and <laughs> podcast. We're off to the and races. And podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome to Feature Creek. <laughs> yeah. Colon, colon. Built-in microwave. Not microphone. Microwave. Microwave. Semicolon. Right. <laughs> um, toilet design. Yeah. We'll talk about toilets. Woo. Oh, I'm excited. I like toilets. Toilets make modern life really great. Yes. Yeah. Um, ostensibly, when I first thought about this project or this topic, <laughs> I was like, I wasn't really thinking down the lines of like, oh, we'll have to discuss waste management. But to mm-hmm. not even <laughs> mention the idea of waste management would be uh, criminal. This is clearly, um, we're just talking about the the sort of like, where the waste management infrastructure meets meets your butt. Right. Um. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At the terminal end of the uh, one terminal end of the waste yeah stream yeah. is your butt and the other is a treatment plant. Right. So, um for today we're only concerned with the butt end. Yeah, for the, with the butt end. <laughs> So, yeah, we were like just brainstorming about things that we could talk about on the podcast and this came up and I like this one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Mostly because um, anything having to do with poop makes me laugh uncontrollably like a child. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, God. first of first of all, we should just kind of go through all of the interesting names um, that people kind of refer to uh, toilets or or kind of that that yep. area or space. Um like lavatory, that's that's yep. one that's pretty formal. Um, I believe they that... always used to call it the lavatory or the lav the when lav. I was in elementary school. Oh, yeah, they really? would just shorten it to lav. Yeah. You need a lav pass. Lav pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's nuts that we make kids like need a pass to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I wonder. I, I assume they still do that. I, I get. I get how that happens a little bit because um, the idea is that when you're in the hallway and then you're spotted by another teacher or the roving guards that keep people from like being on camp, like not being where they should be. Um, the school warden. The school warden. Um, I mean, God, schools and jails, man, like this, like two fucking yep. peas in a pod. Um, same, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, built by the same contractors, managed with the same mindset. Um, God. Anyway, uh, yeah, like you get a fucking you get a hall pass that allows you to be present in the hall, right? Like, mm-hmm, so if somebody right. sees you, but then it's like it's kind of absurd, right? Because it, it it implies that you are kept in a jail-like situation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like you're not even free to like tend to your biological needs you like have to have permission to go to the bathroom like fuck you right. i remember i when i was a little kid i got sick and i had diarrhea yeah. and we were that was not the funny part the, <laughs> there is no funny part this is a terrible story um you just have to laugh so you don't have to cry right. so i was learning how to play with the computer program logo writer do you remember oh, that? oh yes you move the little turtle around make these cool patterns yes. and shit yeah fuck yeah yes and it's kind of like really rudimentary yeah but you computer. it was programming like you had to program Skills. it 
Yeah. 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 So we were doing, um, we were doing logo writer in the computer lab and I had to poop. And so I told my teacher, I have to go to the bathroom. But the problem was like, it was once wasn't enough. You know how diary is. You're like, yeah. and again, and mm-hmm. again, and again. And now my butthole's falling out, but I'm still going to have to go. Right. So I had to go poop like three times in the same class time. Uh huh. Like I was not a, the sort of child who was like a chronic classroom leaver. Like I was there the whole time, most mm-hmm. of the time. So I'm not like a problem child. After the third one, they just wouldn't let me go anymore. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, man, that's rough. I just had to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, I thought I was going to cry. I probably did cry. I probably cried while I was playing Logo Writer because I had to poop and they wouldn't let me. Oh, God. Assholes. Yeah. I was like first grade. I was like Ugh. six or seven, depending on what time of the year that was. <laughs> it was probably cold out. So I was probably seven. But I, that's indelible in my mind. Like, like the anxiety that is now forever linked in my mind with the game logo writer oh is yeah all, that's traumatic yeah yeah it's weird so let kids go come yeah. on seriously god um so uh yeah so toilet names so as taken from toiletinspector.com slash toilet names um, oh god so we started with lavatory. Uh, we move on to another L word, which is loo. Um, that's a very British, British reference. I don't think I don't think anybody yeah. calls it a loo outside of Britain um, or England. No, really. I don't think so either. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever heard of it called a loo. Is it either in the context of like a British piece of work, like a book, mm-hmm. or like a television show, or actually like in the country of Britain? I don't think anybody right. else right calls it that. Um. So then we move on to water closet or WC. Um, oh, yep. And I find this is like pretty internationally recognized, except for in the US. People in the US don't understand this. Like they don't know what that is. Um, if uh, when I traveled to China, it was even in parts of China where like no one speaks English, which is actually quite a lot of it. Um, if you said WC, people knew what you meant. Like that's how yeah. you that's how you asked for a bathroom, like or a toilet. Um, yep. WC. Um, I remember that too. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is interesting. I've never heard this. So, Jacks, J A C K S, uh, is commonly oh. used in Ireland. Um, or, I I mean, according to this website, um, I've never heard that. Um. I I was making notes and I guess how I just spelled Ireland. How? I R E L E A N D. Ireland. 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 Um Ireland. So, this one's interesting. The term house of office according to this website again, uh was a common name for a toilet in house 17th century office. England. Yeah, used by Samuel Pepys, among others. And uh, Samuel Pepys was an administrator of the Navy of England and a member of Parliament. Um, Yeah, anyway. uh, Okay, so then we've got um, the term Kazi, K-H-A-Z-I. Hmm. Where's oh, that from? So, 
according to uh, toiletinspector.com, it's a fucking amazing <laughs> website name. I mean, what? So, uh, so Lex, lexographer, lexico, lex, lexographer Eric Partridge derives Kazi, also spelled Karzy, K A R Z Y, uh, Karsi, K H A R S I E, or Karzy, K A R sorry, C-A-R-Z-E-Y, from a low cockney word, carsey, originating huh. in the late 19th century and meaning a privy. Weird. It also may have referred to a den or brothel. Oh. Um, presumably, That's interesting. Yeah, presumably uh, derived from the Italian casa for house. Hmm. Okay, I I buy that. <laughs> yeah, um, Kazi is now most commonly used in the city of Liverpool in the UK, away from its cockney, cockney slang roots. Interesting. Hmm. Um, bog. Weird. So I've definitely heard bog quite a lot, but that again is very British English. Lou oh, or bog? I've never heard that variation. Yep. Um, like originally, bog was used to describe an open cesspit. Uh, and then, you know, so you can see the, the easy connection to, um, this is funny. They keep making reference to the word privy, uh, Mm -hmm. like that's, so I'm guessing that probably the people writing this are also British. I mean, most of these terms are like Britain and, and England or UK kind of related. Um, the dunny is an Australian expression for an outside, out, outside, outside toilet. Oh. Um, that sounds familiar to me. Yeah. And uh, the person who appeared weekly to empty the pan beneath the seat was known as the Dunnyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. And then again, according to... Uh, this looks like it was copied from Wikipedia because there's a... Um, next to this sentence is a in brackets a number seven as if it were referenced... Like it had a reference at one point and they... They neglected to remove it. So um, yeah. come on, guys, at toiletinspector.com. You can do better. Um, yeah. So the word, but according to it. the according according to toiletinspector.com, as suspected copied from Wikipedia, the word derives from the British dialect word dunnikin, meaning dung house. Hmm. Um, I think I've heard this in... Um, I think I've heard this in Australia when I was there, um, or my Australian yeah. friends have Ooh. occasionally mentioned this. I Reverse Dictionary has a ton of alternate names for toilets. Oh, fantastic. We'll need to get into that. Um, yeah. In fact, why don't you read some of those? Like, let's just go for it. Oh, so there's some that have, uh, like, a lot of crossover, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but there's also some of the, some of the classics, like... Um, the pot, the pot. chamber pot, mm-hmm. uh, a shitter, which is my favorite. And I can't think of the word shitter without thinking of the <sighs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Where <laughs> Randy Quaid's character pulls up in an old Winnebago and just empties his, his like sewage holding tanks right into the grate in the street. In the storm drain, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's like, shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is also, uh, water, oh, water closet. We already got, that was a crossover, mm-hmm. um, outhouse, 
privy, crapper, latrine, latrine. comfort station. Comfort station. I've never heard comfort station before. Head, the head, Head. which we I know because of your boat, right? Yeah. Oh, incidentally, um, I thought we might try a slightly new thing with our podcasts. It occurs to me that we always sort of promote the contact information at the very end, which even our avid listeners may not be making it all the way to the end of their podcast. Look at you innovating ideas over here. Yeah. So if you're listening to this list and at any point you're outraged or have any any thoughts that you have to tell us about, um, you can write to us. uh, You can send us an email and our email address. You can send Dana, our executive assistant um, slash upcoming and co-host. Co-host. Yes. You can send her an email, and her email is dana at fcbm.io. So that's dana at fcbm.io. And if you send an email to her, um, you can address it to any of us, and she'll she'll forward it to whoever um, it, it needs to be addressed at. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah, so as you're listening to this list of uh, terms for the latrine or the uh, comfort room or the crapper or the privy, and we've left off your favorite one or you think that we did a disservice to any of them, um, please, by all means, let us know, and we'll we'll maybe make corrections, or we'll just you know. Anyway, yeah. we'd like to hear from you, honestly. So that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Send us yeah. a message. Send us our a friend, message. our fr- our friend uh, who's in Central or South America right now. I'm not really sure which. Um, yes. Said that he was really excited about having Dana on the show, and. He enjoys listening to us. And one of my neighbors has now started listening to us as well. Oh, fantastic. I have noticed that um, in the statistics that are that we get back that um, our our like our listenership is like slowly climbing. So That's so funny. I wonder who all these people are. Tell us who you are. <laughs> yeah. Like tell us. I mean, we we have, um, you know, we kind of exist in a vacuum at the moment. So if you want to give a shout into the vacuum, you're welcome to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we'll. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um so, uh, toilets, let's get on with it. Biffy. Biffy. I have never heard that. That's really, I, yeah. Oh man. Maybe that's a regional thing because like I've, I've, I grew up saying like, if you find a portable toilet, like a porta potty is also known as a Biffy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The, yeah. um, the porta loos and the porta toilets. So it's funny. I've never heard. I never hear loo in, um, in the U.S. But I've heard people say porta loo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, portos. I think is common. Um, yeah. Porto or, um, I guess sometimes people still call them an outhouse, even though outhouses I've always considered to be like stationary, and a sort of semi-permanent or permanent structure as yeah. opposed to a porta potty which gets loaded on and off the back of a truck and moved around right right yeah um they also list chemical closet chemical closet oh chemical closet sounds way less fun than comfort station if you ask me <laughs> yes i don't know i don't know i don't know about that chemical, chemical closet. closet has some connotations that might be way fun that's true I had not considered that. What kind of chemicals you got in that closet? Right. <laughs> the kind that we like. Yeah. Um, there's also the phrase, go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. I've yeah. always found it funny um, 
the sort of bathroom restroom kind of like so we haven't really said restroom but restroom is one of them um yes that's like the public that's what i see most often in public in like permanent structures like buildings yeah restroom this way with an arrow yeah u.s u.s public public uh toilets are restrooms like that's what you would look for you'd never they don't list water closet i wonder if they start using wc in some highly international internationally trafficked areas probably not Mm, right americans are like we don't we don't give a fuck about the rest of the world it doesn't exist yeah it's Um, just us it's a novelty like why doesn't everybody speak english and understand our our colloquialism (laughs) um because they're backwards just kidding um what else do we have here oh stool which i always thought to mean like the actual poop like if you get a stool sample what is this yes. i'm gonna click on this one and see what the etymology is a simple seat without a back or arms okay obviously a plumbing fixture for defecation and urination mm-hmm. okay and in forestry the stump of a tree that has been felled or headed for the production of saplings <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um Oh, no. What just happened? I don't want to test my speed. I'm trying to read these words, you stupid pop-up ad. Um, they also list cistern, which I, th- I always thought cisterns were specifically referring to large, like, containers or... Um, yeah, like, a, it's... Uh, well, like clean water, like potable water stored in a cistern. Right. I thought. Well, what do I know? I can imagine, though, the carryover... Um, so if you were using um uh what's it uh when you have like off-grid toilet uh like waste tanks i forget what they're called underground um septic septic tanks so yes i can imagine um if you're kind of living in a time where a lot of septic systems basically drain into an underground cistern because a cistern is typically like for storing water, right? It's like a waterproof yeah. receptacle for storing, yep. like holding liquids, usually water, right? Yep. Um, like collecting rainwater and things like that and having that. Um, yeah. I've never heard of one that holds waste being called a cistern I, before. I, neither have I, but I can see. And if we look at the, the Wikipedia article on cistern as of um, March 26, 2021, uh, mm. talks about toilet cisterns. Um, okay. Yeah. So they say a modern water. water that makes sense because flush toilets. Yeah. So the tank that holds the water above a flush oh, toilet. Yes, would be considered yeah. a cistern. Yeah. And I think okay. I've heard that. Wait, like that is a deep memory. Like I remember maybe someone referring to it that way. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Like I don't think of it as the, like if somebody said cistern, I don't think immediately of the back of a toilet where they where the water is collected and waiting for waiting yeah. for a flush. I, I think of that woman who died in the tank on top of the hotel in the cistern. Yes. Yeah. That was such a crazy story. My cousin stayed in that hotel and drank dead body water. Oh, God, I forgot you told me about that. <laughs> yes. And we figured this out in real time on Facebook. Like somewhere on Facebook, there's a record of us like, going through verbalizing the discovery process and uh-huh. her coming to the realization that like absolutely 100% she stayed in the hotel in question during the time that the dead body was in the cistern and she drank the water and it tasted fucking terrible. Oh, rough. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Um 
so crazy so crazy but yeah, yeah so that's what i think of when i think of a cistern is just the the rooftop storage like water tower almost yeah yeah when i yeah. lived um i lived in hawaii and i lived off grid for a little while um in a house and we had a like we didn't call it a cistern it was just a rain catchment tank but um mm -hmm. same kind of idea yeah uh thankfully there were no dead bodies in that particular tank right um human Such or a weird otherwise story. but yes yeah very weird story um, there's a documentary out about it now that like it, it's funny because like a whole bunch of people on the internet got involved in this saga of this woman who was discovered dead inside of the cistern and how like they had obtained um, video from the hotel's security cameras and everybody's got a different theory about what happened and yeah. everybody's like this is just so crazy and of course it became like memefied and the video made the rounds on the internet and i'm Ugh. like it's not that weird right like, right i mean it's sure it's fucking doesn't happen very often but like i don't know it's not that weird i just don't think it's that weird people go missing or die all the time yeah yeah I mean, she could have fallen in and not gotten out. Who knows? Um, yeah. Nobody knows how she ended up in there, so nobody knows why. Bizarre. But but people drank her. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. Um, so what else is here? Um, they A sponge bag. A sp sponge bag is where a waterproof bag for holding bathroom items, soap, toothpaste, etc. when you are traveling. The sponge bag is not a toilet. That Yeah. That does not belong in this list. Well, it... Is it okay, just I moved to strike like... sponge bag from the official list of words for toilets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> second that motion. Um, <laughs> Great. All in favor say aye. 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 Did we say motion latrine? passes. No, I don't think we've said latrine yet. I guess that's common in the U.S. military. Um, yeah. The head is definitely uh, a nautical term. Um, yeah. Because that's kind of, um, yeah, it's just where the, it's just where the toilet is, the head. Um, yeah. Who the hell calls it a comfort station? I'm going to look here. I don't know. A toilet so that bizarre. is available to the public is a comfort station. I'm looking up related words. Oh, there's a lot here. Convenience, restroom, facility, latrine, bathroom, can, john, lav, Lavatory, privy, toilet, the men's, a public convenience, a public laboratory, a public toilet, a toilet facility, a washroom, a service location. Uh, that's about it. Mm -hmm. That came up in addition. Toilet facility. I People say all the time, I'm going to use the facilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So the, the reason it's called a head on on a ship i think presumably yeah. has to do with like traditional ships having most of the toilet area being at the head of the ship um like yeah the, the front end yeah mm. um so not very exciting but yeah yeah um okay so toilet oh did we get to commode i don't think we hit commode oh which um... was the which was kind of the impetus right that was what got us here in the first place yeah yes. um yeah, so I think my grandmother called it commode. Um, she was not English. I know it's pretty common in British English, but mm. um, she referred to it to the as the commode sometimes. Uh, I funny. It is an interesting. 
so in British English, according to Wikipedia, uh, commode is the standard term for a commode chair, which is like kind of a portable toilet. Um, mm-hmm. Like you kind of use it in a medical environment. Um, sure. And it was kind of similar to the idea of a chamber pot. Um, so, uh, and so it often would be like on wheels enclosing a chamber pot uh, used in hospitals and et cetera. Um, it's kind. It looks kind of like a like a not small, but a little wooden box. Like a, it's like a weird little box that has like a lid that you pop. It kind of looks. It kind of reminds me of a fancy record player, but inside there's poop instead of records. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's worth looking on the Wikipedia article for commode just for this picture. It's a really a. It's a really good photo, so you can see a lot of detail, um, which mm-hmm. is great. And then also, um, it is kind of funny how. Like chamber pots kind of fascinate me, like the level of sort of like decadence that they could envision. Like, yeah, like you think about like royalty or like the well to do in a time when waste management was still still in its infancy. Um, The idea of like you basically don't have have like a sewer system in your house. You just have a bucket that you poop in. And so if you have a lot of money, that bucket looks really fancy. Um, yes, this looks like fucking mahogany or something. It's got yeah. these like handles on it. It's somebody like somebody who built this was extremely skilled at woodworking. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, it is it is well crafted and well looked after. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, toilet design. So. If you're into design and you're listening to our podcast, because why wouldn't you? Because that's how we advertise ourselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and all of our, our like long litany of episodes that all encompass design. Um, mm-hmm. Man, toilets. Toilets in Japan. I've never been to <gasps> Japan, but I have read about toilets in Japan and um, just fucking amazing. Like... I We've don't been underst- lusting after the Toto washlet. The Toto washlet. I have heard it's about this. It's a Japanese this. toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's. Uh, yeah, they're pretty elaborate. Um, mm-hmm. There's some interesting different kinds of toilets. So um, according to Wikipedia, again, toilets in Japan, the Wikipedia article toilets in Japan. Of course, there's an article about that. Um and we're and again we're talking about as of observed on or retrieved March 26, 2021. Uh there are all kinds of toilets in Japan. Um and it says but there's there's two styles of toilet found in Japan. Um there's kind mm-hmm. of the simple squat toilet which is often uh in public conveniences as they mm-hmm. reference in this uh article. Um and then after World War II, the modern Western type flush toilets and urinals became more common. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're not familiar with the squat toilet, it's basically a hole in the ground that you squat over. Um, right. It, you know, a squat toilet has some uh, like contemporary ones have, you know, there it's a ceramic basin that's basically recessed into the floor, kind mm-hmm. of oblong. And you can, you know, split your legs over it so you can do your business. Um, right. Get that waste out of your butt. Like we said, where the where the where the modern uh, waste management system meets your butt. Um, yes. 
and then uh, the more are the kind that probably most people are familiar with, which are Western style toilets. So, um, yes, the but, squat toilet is known as a washiki. Oh, interesting! I didn't know. Yeah, that. that's the Japanese word for it. Oh, um, so yeah, uh, and so Japanese toilets, which we're starting to get this in the U.S. Um, Japanese toilets, I, I don't know if they started this trend, but they definitely all feature um, two kinds of flush so that you're not wasting water, right? You have a small flush yes. and a large flush, um, which I always thought, like, genius. Why don't we have more of that? Especially San Diego, we've always um, kind of lived in a in a drought condition. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. San Diego, southern, southwest California is definitely desert um, for the most part. I mean, it's coastal, but yeah. it's... Uh, you know, we don't get, we don't have like the water reserves that some, some parts of the country do. So, um, being a little mm-hmm. more aware of our water usage, like I've always thought, man, how is this not a thing? Like for yeah. the longest time we had, um, there were campaigns about basically filling up water jugs and putting them in your cistern slash the back of your toilet to yes. reduce the volume of water that was used every flush. Um, yes. and then obviously I've heard of people using bricks. Yeah, bricks, anything to fill the space, right, to minimize, like, to mm-hmm. reduce the volume of the, your tank, um, mm-hmm. which, of course, has its own problems because often toilets are designed to to function with a certain volume of water. And so if you do that, then you you may compromise the ability of the toilet to uh, perform its function. So um, yeah. that was kind of a fine-tuning thing. But oftentimes, I, I think... I think I lived in a couple houses where we did that at one point um, to, yeah. to fine effect. Um, mm-hmm. I, I remember I think we didn't use, I think we used like a two liter bottle because it wasn't putting a whole gallon jug in there. It was just making it too much. Too much. Um, it left too little water for flushing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So Japanese toilets though oftentimes incorporate the idea of a bidet. Um, yep. Right. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. And like Ameri- a lot of American toilets, they also ha- can select between like high volume flush and low volume flush. So if you push the small button, just a little bit of water flushes. If you just like went pee. Mm-hmm. And then if you push the big button or both of the buttons, to get- buttons together, you get like a larger flush mm-hmm. for solid waste. For solid which is waste. Poop. Which is poop. <laughs> <laughs> This is far be it for me to pass up an opportunity to say the word poop. Poop. Oh (laughs) man. Um. (laughs) So, so these. We were talking about. Go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you. We were talking. We were talking about getting. We were talking about getting a Toto washlet for our house. Yeah. So the washlet is has its own Wikipedia article, and oh, um, yeah, and I see that now. Yeah, (laughs) and so this is kind of. I mean, the washlet is an electronic bidet and commonplace in toilets in Japan. Um, I like that. I mean, these toilets are insane. Yeah. They're, uh, so there's a, a NeoRest 600 toilet listed on this article that sells for more than $5,000. Um, yeah. It has uh, features including a bidet with three adjustable cleaning modes, electric seat heating with adjustable temperature, automatically yes. opening and closing of the lids, lids, automatic mm-hmm. flush, built-in air purifier and deodorizer, and energy-saving features. Um, yep. I mean, holy shit. 
A lot of them also have like sound effects that cover up the sound of you pooping if that's what you want. Oh, interesting. So they have like a little soundtrack that can play or just like it's like white noise or background noise so that if you're pooping or peeing or whatever you're doing in there, nobody can like make out the sounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think someone we know had a Neo rest in their bathroom. Oh, really? Yeah, that road trip where we missed the exit. Oh. <laughs> I think that bathroom had a, a Neo rest. Interesting. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um. <laughs> oh, most current models have a sensor that prevents spraying water when a person is not sitting on the toilet. That's great. That is great. This is interesting. For antibacterial and anti-fouling purposes, the nozzle is designed at such an angle that the water does not splash back on the inside of the toilet. 43 degree angle for anuses, 53 degree angle for vulvas. And the nozzle itself is washed with warm water when it's stowed away or before use. Um, anal and genital cleaning functions operate on different nozzles. Some models feature deodorizers and dryers. Amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. I had um, I had a bidet that I just that just attaches to your existing toilet. It's like an aftermarket. You can buy them for like I don't know anywhere between probably forty and sixty bucks for like a basic model, and then obviously they go up to five thousand if you want to buy the whole toilet. Yes, and yeah. um, we had a bidet, uh, and then when I moved from my old house to my new house that I currently live in, so we owned a duplex before this, and when when I went away from there. I think we left the bidet there and then got a new one when we moved into this house. But um, I don't like the one that's currently in our bathroom. Damon uses it and he it seems to be like set up optimally for like his stature. And whenever I sit on it, I'm like moving around and like twisting and trying to like aim to meet up with the spray in the right place. And it just never quite works for me. So we were like, yeah, we both love bidets so much. We were like, at some point when more pressing issues are taken care of, we'll probably buy one because we both enjoy them and much, much more than toilet paper. Like we were having a conversation with a friend of ours a while back many years ago yeah and we were talking about like having bidets in your house and like how crazy it is if you don't have a bidet in your house and our friend who also spends a lot of time in france is like why is it crazy and we're like because if you don't use a bidet you're basically like a filthy filthy human is the quote from my friend uh -huh. and i was like listen if your cat like shits on the rug right yeah you don't like just scratch at it with toilet paper and then be like it's clean you uh -huh. like use soap and water and like clean it up that's what you do you don't just like yeah scrub it in with some paper like that's nuts that would not get your carpet clean it doesn't get your undercarriage clean either right right yeah you yeah um the bidet is great you use the bidet and then you just use a little bit of toilet paper to dab the excess water off after you've cleaned your butt yeah they are great i mean i think that um I, I think that generally, like, I mean, if you're showering every day, um, it's yeah. not like you're walking around with a dirty anus. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with, like, I do agree with that. Like, it's typically, I mean, one of the reasons I shower every day is because, you know, maybe if I had a bidet, I'd be like, oh, maybe I shower every couple of days. Um, yeah, I mean, I never substituted like, I like my it. Like, I... butthole to be clean. You know what I mean? Like, yes. 
And other people, should they need to be anywhere near it, probably appreciate it being clean as well. Exactly. Yeah. So. You never know when someone's going to be in close proximity to your butthole. So. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Bidet. Bidet. Is the answer. Yeah. Bidet is the answer. Um. Yeah, I love bidets. I just, the first time I ever used one was in France. And I was like, why the fuck don't we have these? Right? Like, this it was nuts. And insane. then I I just was looking for bidets for the rest of my life until I found the portable ones. And it's funny because you used to be able to get them, no problem. Yeah. And then I think when COVID happened, everybody bought a bidet because nobody could get toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. And I like mean, all the bidets on Amazon were sold out for all of 2020. Yes. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. I wonder how many people got one and then actually installed it and used it. Yeah. Versus like, you know, some percentage of people who probably never got that far um, mm -hmm. just sort of showed up. Because a lot of the bidets are literally just um, a bit of hosing that you kind of, that have some clamps to kind of put onto your yeah. toilet and you just have to route them not through your... Not complicated. No, they're really not complicated. They're pretty easy to set up. Um, man, this... So the the Toto washlet, um, the mm -hmm. G400 goes for $3,370 MSRP. Um, and the features, so just to put things in, I mean, you know this because you've been considering one and kind of, as you right. say, like sort of fantasizing about about installing one in your own home. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, the main function of the, so, I, so under features, it has warm water cleansing and then the description of this, the main function of the washlet, warm water cleansing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Oscillating or pulsating functions for maximum com comfort. Take advantage Great. of the oscillating or pulsating spray patterns. Um, I mean, that gets into some interesting uh, areas of design. Uh, yeah. Yes. What is the optimal design for the pattern of spray that comes off of a day to clean your butt. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So in a lot of households, there's rancor over who left the fucking toilet seat up. And like in our house, we're both sitters. Also, there's that bidet. So like you have to sit down to use the bidet, obviously. Yeah. And so like we're just a sitter household. But um, in general, I have never been traumatized by a toilet seat left up. I just put the toilet seat down. Right. Um. Anyway, uh, it. I can just imagine the types of arguments that people would get into over who left the fucking spray set on the like square design and not on my <laughs> yes, pyramid right. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, I don't like square water blown up my asshole. <laughs> or like, like the intensity, like you sit down and get like, <laughs> like a rush of water up yes, your butt because yes, somebody turned unexpected. it on too strong. Right. <laughs> Or like, you know how like super high tech, super expensive high end cars, you can like program them for different drivers. So when yes. you get in, you select your profile and they automatically adjust the seat and the height and the mirrors and everything. Yeah. What if what if you could design a washlet that had like profiles? So you just clicked your profile when you sat down. I thought they do have that. Do they not have that? Do they have that? I, they I must hope they have, have that. that. They must have that. I don't I didn't know. See it. I didn't see that feature I don't know about in the yeah. Articles. I don't know about that in the in the washlet, the Toto washlet. But um, I was reading. 
I was reading in the Wikipedia article under the toilets in Japan, somewhere I saw um, something about many features being, uh, oh, here we go. Yeah, so um, while the toilet, so here's, I'm going to read the whole sentence and we'll, we'll okay. discover it together. So while the okay. toilet looks like a Western style toilet at first glance, this is talking about the washlet in um while the toilet looks like a Western-style toilet at first glance, there are numerous additional features, such as blow dryer, seat heating, massage op options, water ah. jet adjustments, automatic lid opening, automatic flushing, wireless control panel, room heating, and air conditioning for the room included either as part of the toilet or in the seat. These features oh can be accessed by an often wireless control panel attached to the seat or mounted on a nearby wall. Um, so... I have to imagine, like, if this is not a feature that allows you to, these toilets, like, like, rich couples are buying these toilets, right? Like, they're going to mm -hmm. be like, I want my number one, like, who gets yeah. the number one setting and who gets the number two? And where's the guest button for people who don't know what the yes. fuck's going on? Like, right. um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and And then, so it goes on to talk about, there's a whole section about customization. Um, most high-tech toilets allow water temperature and water pressure to be adjusted to match the preference of the user. Um, by default, the Volvo uh, receives less pressure than the anus. Uh, researchers mm -hmm. in Japan have found that most users prefer a water temperature slightly above body temperature uh, with 38 degrees Celsius. That's about 100 degrees Fahrenheit considered optimal. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I agree with all of that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, high end washlets allow a selection of vibrating and pulsating jets of water claimed by manufacturers to be beneficial for constipation and hemorrhoids. Um, hmm. The most advanced washlet can mix the water jet with soap for an improved cleaning process. Definitely bidets are preferable to toilet paper if you have hemorrhoids. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ugh. The less you have to like touch or come in contact with the back end when you have a hemorrhoid, the better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't rub scratchy toilet paper on it. Oh, oh, pain and suffering. For those of you who know, you already know. And for those of you who are blessedly free of swollen blood vessels in your butthole, just know one day it might happen to you. And when it does, avoid toilet paper and buy yourself a bidet. You'll thank yourself. You'll thank me. You'll, you'll think, think back on this conversation and you'll be like, oh, I know what to do. Yep. Um, so I was reading that in 1982, there was a commercial um, by Toto yes. that featured uh, a rising pop singer, Jun Togawa, and the advertising slogan, our butt wants to be washed too. And unique background music quickly drew public attention to Toto's new project, or sorry, product yes. project. As the commercial was originally aired during the 7 to 10 p.m. slot, known as Golden Time, it received complaints from viewers about the impropriety of advertising toilet seats during mealtime and criticism for using the word butt. <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this podcast. I think butt is like the most commonly, like of all of our episodes, I I wonder if you totaled up how many times the word butt gets trotted out. It'd be a lot. It's um, like so many. Yeah. Um, Toto made other improvements such as incorporating sleep mode for energy conservation and a remote control which can be attached to a wall. In October 2005, Toto released washlets that can play MP3 audio files. 
fantastic. So you could add sort of um, either calming music or you can give yourself some uh, nice coverage like a, yes. you know, play a, a soothing waterfall or um, I don't know, or your favorite Prince yeah. dance song. I don't know. Um, but yes, it could be anything. It could yes. be. I have, uh, man, I have um, this <laughs> distinct memory of one of my friends and he was, it was kind of when, um, this was a few years ago now. It was like right when, um, what's that streaming music service? Uh, like there's so many. Um, Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. It was right when Spotify was starting to kind of get big. And um, mm -hmm. you could, there were playlists, like public playlists. And he had this one that he'd found called Songs to Take a Dump To. <laughs> and um, And he'd put it on and like, it was funny because he wouldn't say what the name of the playlist was and you'd start listening to him. And the only one that I can remember um, like off the top of my head is like it probably had Aerosmith's living it up while you're going down like in an elevator. You know, that one, like things like that. Um, there were lots of things that just basically talked about like, you know, like you can imagine from there. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so. Yep. Yeah. Um, um. What songs would I have if I had a Toto washlet with an MP3 player? I think I would have to like probably like if I was ever puking rainbows, it would have to be Borderline. Yes. Yeah. You'd have Which to have that. Which is a song that. I don't know if you've heard. Oh, tell me more about this. So Borderline. Well, yeah. It's a song called, I think it could be called something else. It could be called, maybe it's Hinterlands. Hinterlands. Yeah. Who is it by? Anyway, is it by that um, uh, domestic gazelle or whatever the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. domesticated gazelle? Yeah, something along those lines. It's right. really great. Anyway, that would be my my like theme song. I would have to have like soundtracks. I would. Ha it couldn't yes. be the same song every time. It would have to be a different song every time. Mm -hmm. Maybe depending on my mood, Maybe. my butt mood. Your butt mood. The mood of your butt. The mood of my butt determines what MP3 plays on my Toto washlet in my dreams. I want this is my this is like the fantasy job that I have in my mind is that um, a company like Toto hires us to do absurd research projects like for instance yeah. um, having a having some kind of sensor that um, that collects data on your butt and then interprets that into some kind of musical score or um like just shit that's like would never make sense but like i'm imagining yeah. like the the marketing on it is like laser activated um soundscape or something like that just yes like, like your 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 undercarriage biometrics are what lead to your toilet composing original music for yes, you yes yeah exactly this is genius <laughs> this is super smart we got to figure this out <laughs> so stick that in your design and smoke it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We did it. We did it. Um uh I I like toilets that are not too short. Like, have you ever gone in a bathroom and you're sitting down and you're like, I might as well be at a squat toilet in the just like a hole in the floor because yes. it's so low yeah. to the floor that the toilet is almost impossible. I also hate toilets that are too tall. I've yeah. been on toilets that are too tall where I feel like a child because my feet don't hit the floor. Right. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, airplane toilets. Those are strange. Those are strange. Um, 
Those are a little Such terrifying. Powerful the, suction. Yeah, the flesh is intimidating. Um, yes. Yes. Help. Oh my god, I do like airplane toilets for like how weird and tiny they are. Like they're so small. Mm-hmm. It, like it almost seems like perilously small. Yes. Like yes. what if there's a really prolific pooper who ends up in that? You're gonna have to flush it while you're going. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just too it's too small. Right. Can't do it. Um <laughs> Oh, I had to I was riding an airplane ride back from Baltimore one year and I had had some like really rich mushroom and cheese ravioli at this restaurant that was super good, but it it tasted delightful, but it did not sit well on the airplane. Uh-huh. And I contemplated briefly whether it was too perilous to try and like i can't vomit in my seat into like a puke bag that can't happen and so i was like oh it will i make it if i mentally commit to the idea that it's okay that i throw up on this airplane which has only happened to me i think this one time like i usually don't get airsick um i was like i think i think i had like seltzer water on the plane which is a mistake because anything carbonated makes me really gassy and then mm -hmm. like my stomach gets all fucked up and so i think that's what the problem was i don't even think it was necessarily the ravioli i think it was this this fizzy water that then created like all kinds of gastrointestinal distress and it was to the point where i was like if i just vomit maybe i'll feel better and so i was thinking about doing it in that airplane bathroom and i looked at that tiny toilet bowl and i was like you are too shallow (laughs) you're too shallow this is not happening happening." and i just kept it down And I made it back home without having to vomit in a plane. So I have to this day, I have never puked in an airplane. <laughs> I don't think I've ever puked in an airplane either. Um, I, t- I don't get air sick. I, I am susceptible to motion sickness in mm-hmm. certain circumstances. I mean, like reading in a car on a twisty road is just like sentenced to death. Um, yeah. And I have, I don't know if we've ever, we'll have to make the podcast about the uh, infamous sailing trip. Oh my god, uh, yes. I was I'm very seasick on that trip. Um how you described your seasickness sounded almost unbearable to me. Like it, the duration and the severity of it. It it was it was maddeningly uncomfortable. Um but we'll get into that. We'll save that for a whole podcast because there's and yep. maybe we'll get Dana on there too so she can appreciate and enjoy um, oh, yeah. the story and then you guys can elicit or uh elucidate more questions and yeah. Ask ask questions and get more information out of me. Um, yes. So back to toilet design. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the like. So the Japanese toilets are just like the peak of of where it's happening. I mean, this is the for the, sure the nobody comes close. The cutting edge of like toilet design right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the um, the sort of advanced features. Uh, which we talked about having like heated toilet seats, having proximity sensors, which opens yeah. and closes the the, the seat, um, an air dryer, a deodorizer. Uh, I, love this, I love this quote. Uh, or uh, So taken directly from Wikipedia, this sentence, under advanced features, some play music to relax the user's sphincter. Um, <laughs> so... So some some toilets, for example, play the first phrases of um, Opera sixty two number six uh, by Felix Mendelssohn. Oh my god! Okay. Yeah, um, man i I want to like I I wish we could like play a sample of that. Just to I kind know. Of, um, 
It's yeah, from so- Fooling a Slade by Felix Mendelssohn. Okay, I'm going to find it. Maybe we can... I don't know if we... Is that... Yeah, is classical sh- music copyrighted? Well, the problem is is more um, who like who recorded it and and we shouldn't um we're, we won't play it this time i think what we'll do is we'll look into it and then if we have a piece with uh classical music then we can render it in like a midi player or something and at least give a flavor of it um yeah so anyway um so uh so again advanced features uh automatic flushing which is very common in like public restrooms in the u.s mm-hmm. um so uh, you know, some of them have like you know things for the elderly, like armrests and things like that. Um, which yeah. we kind of talked about. Cl- soft closed lid. Yeah. Um, that's nice. So self cleaning is a big thing. Um, <sighs> so many models will spray a layer of water prior to use to prevent waste from bonding to the bowl before flushing. So basically, like creating an already like you know treated surface beforehand. Um, there's tons of um like this was something i didn't know until recently maybe in the last like 10 years um like cleaning your toilet with bleach or worse using bleach mm-hmm. tablets in your toilet actually ruins um a lot of the more modern toilets because it erodes the surface of the ceramic and so oh. and so then a new toilet like shit don't stick to it as much i mean it does but it's not Mm. that bad but then you add like a bleach tablet or something and now you've eroded all of the surfaces and so you get way more growth of um like biofilms and also your shit sticks to it um yeah it's like etches it into the surface yeah it etches it into the surface and so now what was like a really smooth treated surface that is like resistant to biofilm growth um which is things like mold and mildew and other things but usually in toilets it's kind of a biofilm like you get Mm -hmm. like i I don't know how to describe it it's like a bacteria that grows in water it's not it's not necessarily bad for you it's just you know it's the nature of wet systems like that um right anyway so yeah so if you have a new toilet um do consider not putting bleach tablets or any kind of those those like treatment tablets in it um, and maybe even when you clean it, think about maybe not using bleach too much. Um, cleaning it with bleach isn't so bad uh, because you're not soaking. It's not soaking in it, you know. Um, yes. But even that will wear it down over time. So like there's, you know, you got to kind of think about that. Um, usually if you live in a rental, it's too late and you're fucked. Um, somebody already <laughs> lived there and put bleach tablets in it. So um right. But anyway, uh, yeah, so self-cleaning, fucking amazing concept. I love this idea of, yeah. like, toilets having these, like, extended controls. Um, mm-hmm. But even I, the idea of, like, an interface to a toilet is fascinating to me. I've used toilets, hopefully everybody's had this experience, where the cistern slash the, you know, the, the water tank mm-hmm. is up really high. Yes. And there's a pull cord. Yes. Those are kind of fantastic. I really, I don't know what it is about that. It's just like a little more elaborate and interesting to me. And it's like, you know, the tanks like way the fuck up there and there's a pull cord. Um, I think that's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. I stayed yeah. in a boutique hotel that had those from like back in the day. Like they had preserved the original toilets when they first were installed. Oh, and that's so fantastic. there was like a big yeah. ceramic tank with like a pull chain that would drop the water through gravity feed and flush the toilet. It was pretty great. Yeah. That's really cool. 
yeah yeah so they're pretty fun if you've ever i those i've found in europe mostly um uh so here's something that i think is really interesting yes. well two things um to to expand on the idea of like extended controls i'm noticing here that like well the toto washlets in general have japanese kanji characters or like printing on them that english readers can't necessarily read um which means that your toilet would just be a voyage of discovery <laughs> like well we bought it but we don't know what it does right. <laughs> just have to test it all out yes. um and in in terms of like the the advancement um of toilet science and also <clears throat> like technology in all areas I suspect, and this says a little bit about this here, that the Internet of Things will eventually internet your toilet. Yes, um, yeah. Like under the future developments section of the Toilets in Japan article for Wikipedia, uh -huh. it says uh, researchers have added medical sensors to the toilets. So they measure blood sugar, pulse, blood pressure, body fat content, um, talking toilets that greet users have already been made. Um, and then there's also, it says here, the data may automatically be sent to a doctor through a built-in internet-capable cellular telephone. However, these devices are still very rare in Japan, and their future commercial success is difficult to predict. A voice-operated toilet that understands verbal commands is under development. Awesome. Yes. So, the IoT is going to take over your toilet. Can you imagine if you, like, got hacked and everybody's like, here's what's in your poop! Right. <laughs> <laughs> like in the interest of transhumanism i would kind of like a toilet that could give me like a readout of what's going on like can you imagine if the toilet could <clears throat> parse what kind of bacterial dna or like viral rna or something is coming out of you so that you could know what's in you in the first place yes yeah i mean that would I mean, be amazing I... yeah that would be so cool what lives in me i don't know i want to know right Who's in there? Who's in there? <laughs> Your toilet might tell you someday. Oh, so amazing. Oh man. Um yeah, the uh, also the mention of the like having to adventure um you know because you don't know what your to how, like what the controls do. Yeah. Um just got to work it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh we should definitely do a podcast on pictograms. Um Okay. Yeah. And maybe we can get Chris to join us because he's got some like good idea, good thoughts on. Oh, that. for sure, yes. That he'd be an excellent guest on that episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, pictograms. Uh, anyway. Um. Yes. So I have. There's one other thing that I noticed here. Um, well, there's a couple of things that I noticed. Do we have time to cover them really quickly, or do you need to? Yes. Jet? Uh, I do need to jet soon, but um, let's let's get into it, and we'll. We'll go. So the repetitive use of a water jet from one of these toilets on high pressure setting um, can, in some cases, act. Uh, it, the jet of spray is so strong that it can actually act like an enema, which means that the water isn't just like cleaning the outside of your body, like you're letting it go up your butthole, right. uh, which is unadvisable. Um, and it says it can weaken the capacity for self-evacuation -ev of the washlet user, which can lead to more serious constipation. If used repeatedly on the anus, it may cause excessive cleanliness, promoting other bacteria to adhere to the anus, causing skin disease. And some proctologists in Japan have named this washlet syndrome. 
which is also known as Washoreto Shukogan, <laughs> which I'm sure I pronounced wrong, or warm water toilet seat syndrome, Ansui Benza Shukugan. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, there have been claims both in benefit of preventing urinary tract infections and also concerns that the washlet can cause urinary tract infections. And again, I'm going to say if you're using it to clean the outside of you, that is great. Don't let it go up your pee hole. That is not yes, what it is for. Yes. Your urethra, you, yeah, it don't, you don't need to be uh, squirting this up your, your urethra. Right. On, on the um, regular. Try to, yes. try to keep it out of there if you can. So there's another thing that I noticed. Uh, in Japanese culture, there, uh, they specifically use toilet slippers. So they put on shoes that they only use while they're in the bathroom so that they don't walk out of the bathroom and track dirty feet all over the house. Yeah. Um, and it says a, a frequent faux pas of foreigners is to forget to take off toilet slippers after a visit to the restroom and then <laughs> use these in non-toilet areas, mixing the clean and unclean areas of the home. That's like the equivalent yeah. of like tracking a bit of toilet paper stuck to the bottom of your shoe as you walk out of the like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and then this is the last thing that I noticed that I really wanted to talk about. So, yes, the sound princess. The okay. Sound Princess is a, a like a little box. It looks kind of like an old-fashioned radio. Yeah. That um the device creates a loud flushing sound similar to the toilet being flushed and you can keep pressing it to make more sound or like if you you can halt it through a second press on the button. So in other words, like they, this sound princess is to address the cultural concern of Japanese women that other people are going to hear them making embarrassing pooping noises or whatever in the bathroom. And the sound princess is in some ways a harm reduction method for bathroom use that um, if you're using the record or the recorded sound of the sound of flushing to cover the sound of you using the bathroom, it prevents people from actually flushing and wasting between like something like 20 liters of water per use uh -huh. um, because people who like have to go keep flushing while they're going until they're done making noise. And that means you can flush the toilet like several times, which wastes a ton of water. And so they invented this sound maker so that people would stop wasting water. I love that. So um, I am both very empathetic and understanding of like privacy when it goes, comes to the bathroom. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a very private pooper. Like I don't like to poop in front of people. Um, uh -huh. It's not that I can't do it. It's just, you know, really difficult. Um, so I have some empathy for, you know, this. But also when you think about it, it's kind of like it's like you're going to the bathroom. And so you take like an air raid siren with you and you're like <laughs> you you blast it off every time. So no one can hear your noises in the bathroom. But right. yet everyone knows exactly what you're doing. Yeah, they're like, you wouldn't be flushing compulsively if you weren't pooping in there. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so funny. Yeah, it is very funny. Um, but I also understand, like, I've often found, I've often thought that the ideal bathroom fan is actually a little bit broken and a little too loud. Um, mm, yep. For Like, for the guest room. Because <laughs> oftentimes... You know, like lots of people are in and out of there. You're at a party or whatever. And especially mm -hmm. in apartments where it's like, you know, you can't. The bathroom's just not far enough away. 
Yeah. So having yep. a fan like that's mine just is like, right in my kitchen. Yeah. So like having a fan that's like a little bit janky and noisy is kind of a courtesy because then it's like people can go in there and turn the fan on and not like, yeah, everybody knows you went to the bathroom, but nobody knows like what's going on there, like in there beyond that. Oh, they have the fan on. Everybody has a fan on. Right. right? You um, could just be staring at yourself lovingly in the mirror the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Just needed to wash my hands or something. Um. Anyway. Or checking out what kind of prescriptions someone keeps in their bathroom. Right. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Snooping. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I, I hope people think I'm just covering up poop sounds and not snooping in cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> right. For the record, I don't snoop in cabinets. I think it's weird when people do. Like, obviously, there's going to be a bunch of weird stuff in there. Like, don't look. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's, you know, it's private space. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't do that. That's kind of kind of it's it, it's just it's a liability on all grounds. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like now now either I'm going to discover some fact about you that is, you know, very private and you haven't you haven't consented to give me that information. And so right. now that I have it, it's uncomfortable for me. Like, I don't want to have it. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to tell me and you know that I know, we're fine. I don't have judgment around that, but I'm not going to go snoop your cabinet just because I think I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. Like I don't want to have the liability of knowing something about you that you didn't consent for me to know. Right. You want plausible deniability. I get that. Exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, like what if you find something and then you're like compelled to say something about it? Like I was a, I was a snoop and now I have to confront you on this. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, if I did snoop, I feel like I just want to maybe talk to you about it because I'd be like, man, I, I just there was this like this little bit of red, you know, uh, ribbon hanging out of the bottom of your cabinet and it just sucked me in and I had to open it. And then I saw mm-hmm. that you cut off your, you know, your friend's head and stored in your kitchen cabinet or your, you know, right. whatever. Um, so now I, I saw your talk collection you of heads in jars and right? I have yeah. some questions. I have some questions. <laughs> Um, so, uh, all right. I do have to go. So I sent you the, um, a link color of the the day, the colors of the day. Yeah. Colors because we are, we are more excellent than the competition and we can do more than one. Yes. Because also you need context. So, uh, this, these two colors are, um, we have dirty humor and chordate, chordate whalebone. Chordate. Chordate. Yeah, chordate, I think, is like when you refer to like animals that have spinal columns, spinal cords, they are chordate. Yes. Yeah. So chordate whalebone. Um, (laughs) So these, so dirty humor is, uh, these are the RGB values, uh, 226-204-120. I also wanted to maybe change up the format for this. And I thought um, not everyone is going to know what um, the... uh, so these are the uh, hexadecimal values and not everybody's mm-hmm. going to know what they are, but they're much easier to communicate and you can look these up really easily. So if you put in, you can think of them like a hashtag, but they have, um, they've basically got an octothorpe, sorry, pound sign, sorry, hashtag. Um, they start with a hashtag and then they have eight letters and numbers. And so. Um, I think they have six. Uh, sorry, six. Yes, six. Um, they're, okay, so. Uh, dirty humor the mm-hmm. the color for that is described as basically hashtag e two c c seven eight so yep. um if you put that in google google will show you the number uh right away um i'm sorry it will show you the color it'll pop up the color for you 
So if you're following yes. along and you want to like actually see the colors in front of you. And so then uh, chordate uh, whalebone is hashtag 37B2A1. That's hashtag 37B2A1. So um, if you look I at- like the chordate whalebone. It kind of reminds me of a low rent uh, Tiffany blue. Yes. Yeah. That's a great description of it. Um, and the dirty humor is like a, it's, it's a dirty yellow. It's a sort of muted. It's yeah. It's like if brown. A, if a cat ate chicken, like chicken pureed baby food out of a jar, like yes. Gerber baby food and then vomited it up, it would yes. be this color. It would be this color. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> baby food cat vomit. So, um, yeah. <laughs> So these they are go the, great together. They do go great together. Um, these are the color of the day, and um, they're uh, these are the colors of the day. So if you want to pair these colors, they go really well together um, on on today, basically. So when you're listening mm-hmm. to this, which is um, I believe will be uh, the 29th of yes. March. So March 29, uh, 2021. March 29. Yep. Yep. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast and you should be listening to it early in the morning so you can plan your day around these colors, any design work you're doing, obviously, this mm-hmm. is a good place to start. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how we start our day is we listen to our own podcast. So, um, yeah, we got to orient ourselves. Yeah, orient ourselves. So, uh, yeah, uh, there we go. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, and again, if you have any thoughts, comments or opinions or any reason you want to get a hold of us. Uh, you can email our executive assistant, Dana, and her email address is Dana, D-A-N-A, at fcbm.io. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, that's it. Um, everybody go get vaccinated when it's your turn and yes. um, wash your wash hands. your hands, wear a mask, don't be a dick. Yeah, the washing your hands thing will probably be indefinite. Like, that never goes away. Um, you can right. just wash your hands. That's part of, like, being part of <clears throat> modern society is having clean hands. Um, yep. Especially in the conversation of talking about toilets. Yeah. Um, using the bathroom. I'm, I'm a, I'm a two, I'm a double down on hand washing sometimes, like especially public restrooms. Oftentimes I wash my hands when I go in, then I mm-hmm. do my business and then I wash my hands and I leave. Um, That's smart. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Fucking wash your hands. Get, get with the, get with the times. All right. Um, <laughs> I it's yes. it's like just so depressing to me the statistics on how many people do not wash their hands after using a restroom like it's just That's really gross. It's like I don't know there are reasons. Like I've used restrooms where I was like the goal here is not to touch anything as like have as little contact as possible washing your hands is not like is not doing anyone any favors i'm getting in here i'm dealing i'm doing my business and i'm leaving and you know hopefully i have some hand sanitizer somewhere else um right but generally speaking i have gone in yeah i've i've managed to make it in and out of a bathroom without physically contacting anything but my shoes on the floor yes yeah yeah, and that's yeah. those. I get those times, but I have to imagine that um, a lot of the data collected on hand washing has to do with like places where you would, you know, wash your hands. This is where, mm-hmm. um, like, the concept of like a bathroom attendant, which oh my god, I hate them so much. Not not people who are bathroom attendants, but the whole the yeah. whole thing about it. Um, yeah, like there's no individual there that I hate. It's just the concept of having a bathroom attendant. But one thing that I always had wished. 
and I observed so many times um, when I've been places where there's a bathroom attendant is that I wished that they were more into shaming people for not washing their hands. Yeah. Like running interference where it's like, oh, you're done here. Please come wash your hands. Uh, some of them do that a bit. Um, but man, not enough. Anyway. Not enough. All right. I, I do have to run. So uh, okay. thank you everybody for listening. And um, yeah, we'll we'll look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Okay.